up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. We have a very special episode in the midst of Black History Month for you. We have some very exciting guests. Um, you guys may know them as the hosts of the podcast Six Feet Forever, which is an awesome and insightful, but also very funny podcast. Or you might know them as my roommates from the infamous <laughs> mouse <laughs> mouse story that I told <laughs> in the Conjuring episode. But either way, we have Shantae and Ebony in the building. Yep, yep. Yo, 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 yo. Yes. What's up, y'all? What's up? Thank you for having us so much. And thank you for that lovely intro, that Erica. Was. Thank you. Thank you. Was she that... called us funny, y'all. I feel <laughs> special. What about you? I'm, I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> I felt... I I almost for some reason I almost wanted to do like an Oprah thing where it's like Shantae and Ebony and I was like maybe that's too much I don't know I don't know we'll try it out but too much thanks too much thank you guys for being on the show first of of all um second of all would you please give the homies a little introduction? Tell us about your podcast, Bobby Bop Bop, a little bit about yourselves, etc. Please don't forget the Bobby Bop Bop. That's really important. <laughs> the most important aspect. Okay. Yeah, sure. You want to start? Uh, sure. So, yes, together we make up Six Feet Forever podcast, and our podcast is basically. Um, we, oh my God, how am I like, I'm like, what do we, what do we do? <laughs> um, sorry. We, our podcast uh, highlights, highlights um, unsolved mysteries and true crimes in communities of color around the globe. And so that is, that is the emphasis. We tell a story at the end of every episode and kind of the beginning of the episode is us, you know, chatting about the news and bullshit and current events and bullshit. And it's, I mean, we have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> We do. <laughs> That's it. Um, do you want to tell the people a little bit about ourselves? Um, sure. <laughs> um, uh, actors been in LA for ten years this year, and that's it. Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't tell you everything you need to know. And we we all met at we all met at. Yes. School. Oh, that's what you mean. I thought. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, so we met at AMDA and had you know we were all actually the four of us here were in the same semester group. or the same group, group for the first yeah. was it mm-hmm. the first two semesters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were very close. We learned. We spent a lot of time we together. Spent a lot of time together. Learned everybody's <laughs> deepest darkest secrets and. <laughs> That's the real reason we're on this podcast. They owe us. <laughs> we're about to get outed right now. <laughs> play your cards correctly or pay the price. They didn't want to. They were like, we don't want to be on your show. <laughs> and I said, but don't you forget you remember. <laughs> what I know about you. And that's why they're here today, homies. <laughs> but yeah, so what is that? Like, we've known each other for then. Uh, a decade. Oh. A decade. A smooth decade. It'll be a decade in October. The 11th, to be precise. Oh. <laughs> a lucky day, some might say. <laughs> Depending who you are. I know. I'm like, who are some? <laughs> no, it's a hard time in our lives. My gosh. We were struggling, but, you know, 
I love all of you very much. But we much, were struggling so together. Yeah, struggling in unity. Hmm? It's true. It's true. Yeah, hitting that double digit though in LA that that scares me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still I'm still coming to terms with that, and I'm not there yet. I'm gonna be fully fully honest. I am not. I what am do you not mean? Ready. What's so hard to come to terms with? It's just like how have I, how have I been here this long? How have I made it this long? How am I not like? Kind of. It's a little mix of that and like just being in one place for like a decade. Mm, sure. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Like that concept's weird to me, especially because like this is for me my first time not being at home sure. too. So it's like being away from your like home for like that long. I don't know. I think I too like, much. Wouldn't that be <laughs> considered your home at this point now? Mm. It's. I think L.A. now is almost equal to how long I lived in Chicago. For sure. Dang. Almost. Not quite there yet, but it's almost there, which yeah. is wild. Yeah. Um, okay. I rep the Lakers now, too. Like, I still rep the <laughs> Bulls, see? but, like, I've adopted the That's Lakers you know. at this point. <laughs> That's how you know. You're in here now. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, man. I asked you guys... <laughs> To prep, I, your favorite scary, what was that, Shantae? Look, Movie? y'all are about to get these movies, so just know. <laughs> oh so gosh. open your minds. Okay, it's, yeah. I'm so sorry. I know. I'm not trying to mess up the flow of your show. I know you guys have a have <laughs> no, no. a way that you do things. No, but you're I good. have a problem. You're good. I have a problem with being decisive. So I just I was like, you know what? Let me pick the things that terrified me as a child. And probably shaped me as a person. And then I'll also share like some of the ones that I just think are brilliantly done. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. No, that's fair. I'm actually very interested to hear this okay. list. Um, <laughs> I, I think I know some of them, but I'm interested to hear all of them. So go ahead. Okay. Be, our, be our guest. Okay. Feel, feel free to stop me at any moment if you want to discuss, but you might okay. just want to let me rattle them off. I don't know. All right. Okay. So number, hold on. All right, I'm gonna wait. Wait, I'm gonna go ahead and stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right yeah, there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go stop backwards. You right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll go quickly. So, number eight is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake. Okay, the okay, remake. okay. haunting, haunting. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna add this on here as an honorable mention. Number seven, the Thriller music video. Uh, to you. What the fuck? It was terrifying. Okay. My cousin used to have a poster of Michael Jackson um, transformed like as the monster on her wall for some reason. And I could not walk past it. It was so scary. Who does? Okay. Yeah. Um, Number six, Poltergeist. Yes. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Number five, The Fourth Kind. Has Mm. anybody heard that? Heard of that or seen it? That's I've never Mm. seen it, but that's one of Anthony's scariest like that's that one of the scariest movies it came like it came and went very quickly but i'm telling you it scared the shit out of me as a grown person <laughs> and i'm like why doesn't anybody know about this movie it's weird it's hard to find um number four is paranormal activity hell mm-hmm. that one hurt mm-hmm. me badly yes, i was also an adult person and i <laughs> told my person god it was too much. I was very scared for like three months. <laughs> oh my god! In my own house, off that <laughs> shit. Um, number three is Leprechaun, the first one. Um, mm. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Like several times when he steals the girl, um, the white girl with the blonde hair, like she steals her and like he, out of her garage or something, and then like 
brings her to his lair and is gonna marry her or what oh yeah. that's the that's like the that's the second one i think oh is it well the first one has the first one has jennifer aniston in it oh that's right mm. i just remember their teeth and i'm not, <laughs> not happy with mm. the teeth no no for, mm-hmm. excuse me you're right it's leprechaun too and it's it was too much for my child brain to handle it was the thought of being kidnapped by a leprechaun yeah oh, that God. leprechaun yeah. is creepy he was so his, evil. his design is so creepy Ugh, i hate looking at him also, i hate looking he's at him. smooth wanted to fuck her immediately Th- they, that's what i'm saying and he was into some like <laughs> hardcore kink like paint like let yeah. me fuck you up with these scissors or what like it was too much <laughs> i shouldn't i saw too much as a child and it was it was a lot i didn't like it um <laughs> number two <laughs> saw <laughs> Yeah. Saw fair, the first fair. one. Um, very, I think we talked about that when you were on our episode. That film Eric. should not have been made. It, it was, was just too, <laughs> it was real, too realistic to, for me. Um, brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, okay. But it, brilliant. it's no. horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. The, twi- the twist is brilliant. Like oh, that yeah. twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was th- something else. But um, very hard to watch. And then the number one for me that truly terrified me and low-key ruined my life was The Exorcist. The, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I watched it alone, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my other list is ones that I've seen that are just like, just they didn't necessarily scar me, but they're just very well done. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, one, two, three, number four, thirty. Six. Oh, also eight. Okay, number eight <laughs> is the Sixth Sense, obviously. The Sixth Sense. Mm. Okay, that's a good one. Thank you, M. Night. That was when he was still, you know, (laughs) doing his job. Um, Number seven is Fright Night, which... The original? Yes, the original. the remake. Oh, okay. I thought those vampires were so scary in in that movie. They are pretty creepy. They are creepy looking. Yeah, it was a good premise, too. It was just, yeah, I liked that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Number six, American Werewolf in Paris. Not, Not in London, but in Paris. Paris, oh, okay. Very campy, very enjoyable. I liked that a lot. <laughs> Ebony, your face. I'm shocked. I didn't know she watched so many scary movies. Um, number five, Get Out. That doesn't really need explanation. Mm-hmm. Number four, wow. The Fly. The Fly. Oh, uh, no. I gross. love it. Disgusting. That's gross. It's so gross. So it's good. so gross. Oh. Um, <laughs> number three, Scream. For mm, in all of its hilarious. glory, <laughs> Scream. I, okay, I okay. think that one. Scream is so good. Um, the original one in or number one to be in particular, but yeah. like all of them were pretty delightful. Um, <clears throat> number two is a film called Session Nine. Um, mm. If you don't know what that is, is that the it, that one's Renee pretty Zellweger? obscure? It's about. Mm-hmm. Oh no! This one is like a. Um, a construction company takes a job to renovate um, an mm. insane asylum, essentially. And shit is crazy. You should watch. You should watch it. Oh. It's on um, Netflix. And yeah, it's good. And number one, the serpent That's and the, the rainbow. One. That's the one. Someone, someone recommended that to me the other day. It's um, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's as good as worth watching. Yeah, it's um, who is it? Is that Jeff Bill Bridges? Jeff Daniels? Bill Paxton? Oh, Wait. sorry. Thank you. No, you're right. <laughs> no, not Bill Paxton. It's Bill something Bill Pullman. though. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Bill Pullman. Jesus Christ. And he um, goes to Haiti. He's a researcher in Haiti and some crazy, you know, voodoo stuff happens. And that's that's what happens. Cool. 
<laughs> I'll add to your terrifying list. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The Hills of Eyes. The which one? The hill. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> any of them that I've seen? I don't know which I've seen. I just know. was it like the 1970s one? No, no, no. The remake. You would, then, you would know, Cooper you would know if you saw the OG one oh, because that, one? that stuff looks. It looks mad old now. Oh, like yeah, it looks no, real old right now. The one with Jessica Biel. The, isn't that mm-hmm. like Jessica, the Hills Have Eyes? Oh, she's oh, in, in Texas, Texas Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe Texas, not that. Yeah. But I did see The Hills Have Eyes. That one was messed up. I didn't like how the monster, the guy, the, <laughs> he, he was gross looking. Yeah. I'm visual, so as soon as I see something that I don't like, it's I gotta go by. It's on site. <laughs> That's for everything, too. You you be sending, like, yeah, for pictures sure. of vegetables and fruits that <laughs> are creepy looking to, <laughs> to the group chat. <laughs> they, are, they are gross looking. Yes. I will give you I'm that. I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. So wait, to clarify for like the listeners and the homies, uh, Ebony, you don't really like horror movies, right? Like you're not, no. you are not a fan. No, <laughs> no, I think, no. I think the, uh, I don't, I think my earliest memory of like a really scary movie was Saw. And I, that's because I had, I lived with three older boys and they just, they just love that type of stuff. And it was just like, I can't, I could, no. Um, and then the last Full movie that I think I've seen, scary movie from start to finish, was Don't Look Under the Bed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm not that, kidding. It's just... Yeah. No, some of those Disney was, Channel movies were scary. scary. No, some of those Especially when you're younger, too. It can mess with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate you for validating me. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, the boogeyman in that movie is terrifying. Yeah, we talked about that on an episode, didn't we? We were we like, yo, that movie... That movie messed us up. <laughs> had no right. It had no right to be the it, way that it was. It truly didn't. Oh, Not on Disney. Not on Disney. Feel validated. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Not, Not when we were children. <laughs> but I will say, Ebony doesn't watch scary movies, but she could tell you every fucking episode of um, <laughs> Criminal Minds. Uh-huh. She sure can. Which is pretty scary. Yes. Do you think? Some of those episodes are terrifying. Yes. I- some of those episodes, the things that they do to people. Oh. Oh, my God. Maybe. maybe I, okay. But a lot of it, isn't it? It's based on, like, the news, no? Um, Yeah. It's, like, loosely based on lots of, like, serial killers and things that happen. But I don't. Maybe it's because I've seen the same characters and I know what to expect from them. That's why I don't mm. get scared right, or whatnot. Yeah. I, think, I think with me, scary movies, it's the element of surprise. Like, that, like, fright factor mm. is just not a thing that I appreciate. I'm feeling like slightly guilty now for our movie choice to have you guys on for. It's fine. fine. No, it's hilarious. We might have we might have taken a bit of a leap asking you guys to come on for this particular no, movie. I love a good challenge, but I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh, let's watch a scary movie and bro. Yeah. No. <laughs> Wowzers. Um but yeah, we chose this movie particularly. Because it's mixed. It's gotten very mixed reviews, I'd say. Mm. Super mixed reviews. We it is covering a topic that we thought would be a very interesting conversation for us to have. Mm-hmm. And the movie in question is, of course, Antebellum, which came out last year. Uh-huh. Um, and honestly, I probably would have... I mean, obviously it came out. Nobody could go see it in theaters, so it came out like video on demand or whatever. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I couldn't... I couldn't... When it first came out, I couldn't like justify buying or paying the $20. Right. I was like, it's the same thing as going to the movies, but for some reason, like being at my house and paying for the $20 hurt my soul. Yeah, no, for all of the... In a different way. <laughs> it's a lot to ask, so, I think. 
<laughs> it's a bit too much to ask. Um, so yeah, so I, we neither one of us saw it when it first came out, but we thought it would be perfect for Black History Month and also something that I wanted to bring up is that Shantae, when we were in school, you put on a play about slaves mm. that I was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, this might come in handy. <laughs> These things we learned. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> wow. Can I just but, can I like just clarify what it, what it was because yeah, you're, like because you're just like a play about slaves no, no, like no, Jesus Christ no clarification that's it it was that's what it was it was a slave play and <laughs> Don't do that. what else what else can we say I mean let's be honest oh my god let's oh my god. let's be honest no no of course yeah clarify clarify what it was because it was. It was very interesting. It was from different perspectives that we weren't expecting, I think. Yeah, so essentially I compiled and wrote around um, a compilation of the slave narratives, which are obviously narratives from... um, They got narratives during the Great Depression from people who had been enslaved who were still alive, Um, obviously but i mean like who was they were they were very old at that point a lot of them were like in their 80s and 90s and um yeah so i i found eight different um people to take narratives from and i created a play around that um to highlight sort of you know the journey of the african american from you know auction block to emancipation and so I it wasn't called slave play i just need everybody to know that <laughs> But yeah, that's not even important. I just felt like I needed to, <laughs> to make that clear. So thank you. To add on, it was also a very it was a very great performance too. It it Erica was did an amazing good. job. <laughs> I think thank I was dead by the end, but I think it, Erica, thank you so much for your participation. Thank you. I actually that's the only reason I brought up the play was so you guys could gas me up. I was like <laughs> I was in the play. I was. Um, but no, I so obviously, you know, it's it's a it's a movie of, that has to do with slavery in some sense, which I think is part of the reason that it has gotten such um, mixed reviews. But before we get too much into that, Roshane, would you like to give the homies the plot? I, huge spoiler alert yeah. by the way on this one guys super, super <laughs> like, big spoiler alert huge um, yeah but yeah sure so as erica said we are very very much jumping into spoiler territory and like i don't think i can emphasize enough if you haven't actually watched the movie yet please pause this go watch the movie and then come back if you have okay. any desire to see it if, you if want you're to. If, if you're if you're going to watch it like just, just go watch it. All right. We'll be fine. We won't be mad at you. Um, but moving, <laughs> moving forward, uh, we're talking about Antebellum, which is directed and written by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz, um, starring a pretty big cast, but one of the most notable ones being Janelle Monet, who plays the main character. It's business as usual in the grim setting of a Louisiana plantation. 
We arrive at the tail end of an escape where one slave is gunned down and the other two are captured and brought back to camp, one of which being a woman whom the plantation owner calls Eden. We follow Eden's harsh life within the confines of the plantation, whose owners are quick to brutality and refuse to allow the slaves to speak. More slaves arrive and we sink deeper into the hellish normalcy of the plantation south as the slaves are beaten, humiliated, and assaulted. That is until we hear the ring of a cell phone. Flash to a beautiful modern home, we find out that Eden is actually Dr. Veronica Henley, who is a well-known sociologist and published author. She's preparing to leave for a trip to promote her book, However, she can't shake an uneasy feeling after a strange online meeting with a woman named Elizabeth. Arriving at her destination, Dr. Veronica gives her presentation and celebrates by going out to dinner with two of her close friends, Dawn and Sarah. After a fun girls' night out, she parts with her friends only to find herself in the backseat of Elizabeth's car, where she is knocked out and brought to the Louisiana plantation. Insert cabin tiptoeing, burning cotton, and harsh history lessons here. Our film concludes with Eden risking it all to escape her living nightmare and fight back against these past-obsessed psychopaths. Roll credits. So needless to say, this is a very heavy movie, mm -hmm. um, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. One thing that I will say before we get into like our overall thoughts, uh, before watching the movie, I went back and rewatched the trailer because I just wanted to see like how different the trailer was to the actual movie. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I wonder if that's where a lot of it's very misleading. Mm -hmm. Like the trailer makes agree. it look like a completely different movie. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like they were trying to take a note from like the Get Out and the Us trailers mm -hmm. and like trying to add in all of these images and things. But it, it for work. me in this movie, no, it doesn't work because it almost seems like it could be a ghost story. Yeah, sure. It could be a time travel story. And it makes it seem like more of a horror movie like a traditional horror movie than what it actually turns out to be. Absolutely. So I agree. I would have been super confused if I thought that was what it was going to be. And I saw that I would have been like, wait a minute now. That was mm. my first. What is this? Critique of the film was like 25, 30 minutes in. I was like, where's this going? Is this yet just another slave movie that we've seen a million times already? Um, and yeah, but I mean, I kept going, and we'll get to that part later, but that was my first. It re it reminded me, do you guys remember the movie The Village, M. Night Shyamalan's movie The yeah. Village? Yes. It was exactly like that, where the, the um, trailer seemed horror. It looked terrifying. It looked like a horror film, and then mm -hmm. when you actually saw the film, it had nothing, it was nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly yeah. what I thought of. I was like, oh, we got... We got played. We got it's back. Kinda, it's, it's honestly interesting that you bring that up because going into this movie, I realized I hadn't seen the trailer, nor did I know anything about this film really? other than the fact that it had stuff to do about slaves. Yeah. Okay. I Because after watching the film, I was reading through reviews and like seeing what people felt. And some people actually brought up the trailer. So I watched the trailer after watching the movie for the first time. Mm -hmm. 
And it's interesting because I understand the standpoint of like, yo, this is nothing like the trailer. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Part of me is kind of happy that it wasn't because it made the twists a little bit harder to catch. That's, I will agree with that, sure. actually. Because, I mean, we've already jumped into a little bit of spoilers anyway, but it's in the trailer, so I guess it's only like half spoilers. But we know we're going to time jump mm -hmm. in this movie, right? Kind of. And I didn't know that going into it because I never saw the trailer. Oh, neither did so I. for me, this this whole experience just started from we're in a plantation and like we're going from there. Mm -hmm. And so, Ebony, I was actually like you where I was like, <laughs> we're like almost 40 minutes in. And I was like, um... <laughs> Yeah. Where's the Where's this movie going? Shantae <laughs> sure. and I paused it and I asked her, well, I think she just mentioned that, you know, that we're going to at some point jump to present day. And, you know, that was my, that was the push that I needed to continue on because really I was really about ready to tap out because I was like, I've seen this film already. Not to mention I'm yeah. just very sensitive to images of black bodies being harmed and, and things like that. So I really just didn't want to see um, a, a movie what I thought had the same purpose as other movies had in the in the that I previously seen. That's true. That's mm -hmm. true. I I no, will no, say this. I, I will commend them for the the um, I guess how much they were able to like the story they were able to tell within that short of, of a time because I remember we were like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is a lot. And I paused it. It was twenty five minutes in. I was like, what? <laughs> This has been on for an hour. No, this is wrong. Like it's so mm -hmm. crazy. So they did a good job with that, I guess. But I mean that that kind of going into it, that opening sequence got mm -hmm. me. That opening sequence yeah. was brutal. They they do this one, I guess one shot. shot. I, yeah, that goes from the like happy go lucky side of the antebellum south of like you see a little girl skipping through and the families are all happy and you're going to the back you see some soldiers start walking and you're like okay this is getting uh this is getting a little dicey and then we start getting to the plantation bit and you're like okay we're going there <laughs> and like you assume that that's where we're gonna stop is like all right we're gonna stop at the plantation and they're like no 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 no, no. we're just we're just getting started and it just keeps going and then transitions into the whole escape attempt that happened. And that bit was so hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Like that was that was so difficult to watch because it felt so visceral. It I wa watching that scene, I was like, it it must have looked just like this. It mm -hmm. must have looked just like this. Like and getting to see that mirror, I think that's a big thing about this movie, especially as all people of color watching this movie. Um it's the concept to me, before we even get into the twist, the concept of this movie is one of the most frightening things I've seen in like the past year. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, I'll say that from the top is like, if nothing else, even if the movie wasn't the scariest movie I've seen, the concept scared the absolute shit out of me, especially <laughs> yeah. with the way where, where the current climate is <laughs> yeah. in the world, especially the States. I was like, no, 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 this is too much. Yeah. This is this is too much. No, it's a horror film for us blacks, for sure. It was like, oh, <laughs> I saw this the is horror in your face, RJ. I'm so sorry, baby. <laughs> so sure. sorry. And I mean, it's it's like, I mean, I made this joke. When we talked about Little Monsters, how I was like, oh, we could have done 12 Years a Slave because that's a horror movie to me. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. It's like. It, it, it is. It is. It's scary. It's like a real, you know, because it's such a visceral, like, horror. And also, you know, 
a lot for a lot of people horror movies don't horror movies that legitimately scare them don't always have a lot of rewatchability because it's like you watch it that one time and you're like I'm done Mm -hmm. and that's how I feel about slave movies I can't watch them I'm never like hey hey let's pop in you know 12 years a slave Mm -hmm. that'd be fun to watch right now (laughs) you know you know you you watch it the one time and you're like I'm good because it's just it's a lot emotionally Mm -hmm. it's like a huge toll and so I think that you know that topic in and of itself is horrifying and that alone I think makes it a horror movie um not in like the general sense I would say I'd probably categorize this more like once you get through the whole thing I don't think I would market it I would have marketed it to the world as a horror movie but I think it is. Like I feel like it is. No, it's sure. I think it's themes a, of it. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. It but, feels like a horror movie to certain people and then a thriller movie to others. Yeah. It's yeah. kinda it's kind of the feeling I get from it. Yeah. It walks the line. Going back to what you said about the you think they you know, they took a a, a page out of the get out trailer. What do you think was missing? What do you would you think it just it just didn't take with people? The, the film, because I feel when I'm thinking about like the Get Out trailer, um, mm-hmm. none of the I didn't when I watched the film, I didn't think, oh, this is like the trailer in any way, shape or form. So I felt that way about Antebellum and the trailer, the, the movie versus mm-hmm. the trailer. I'm just thinking like what what was the you think it just social media didn't hit or what do you think it was? Because I didn't watch Get Out until what I when I was at UCLA. Maybe and I, it it had already been out, but it had just it was just like you know, gaining so much attention and whatnot, and it wasn't something that I was interested in. And then I watched the trailer, and I still wasn't something I interested in. Um, and then I went to you know class, and I had to watch it, and so that's when I watched it. But I'm I'm just trying to figure out: Do you think it still has Antebellum still has the um, it can it still garner the attention that it needs to get to where do you think more people need to see the like, film? Get out. Yeah. I, well, I think also, too, I will say, and we talked about this a bit, I think it definitely took a hit because of when it was meant to be released. I mean, it released mm-hmm. during, you know, the height of the pandemic, I believe, right? And yeah. so I wonder yeah. if it did have a proper theatrical release, would it um, be a different oh, story? Because Get Out did go in theaters, correct? That mm-hmm. wasn't like a streaming yeah. release? Okay. Yeah. I will say, though, I don't think that... I think Get Out was just almost like the perfect storm. It was like, oh, Jordan Peele directed this and he wrote it. And like, oh, this trailer looks bomb. It's a black, you know, it's a black horror story. We haven't had one of those in a long time. Um, And then it came out and it was immediately people were like, this Mm -hmm. is the one. I just don't think that Antipo, Bellum quite had that same um, like excitement behind it when it first got shown. I didn't really hear that many people being like, oh my gosh, what's this? Like, I like, you know, like people were interested, but I feel like it didn't have that same like, oh man, this is a story that I'm dying to see right, right now. And then it came out and it started to get wishy-washy reviews. Mm-hmm. And I think people were just like, oh, okay, maybe... Okay. I don't know. They probably did the same thing I did where they were like, twenty. I'm paid $20. I'm sitting on my couch. Mm-hmm. The movie's okay, apparently. 
you know, I just feel like it was one of those things and it just didn't pick up like the mm -hmm. steam. It could have been uh Shanta, you wanna Oh wanna go sorry, I was just gonna also add to that that we have to consider too, I guess, who is the audience for this? Because it's like, mm -hmm. aside from black people <laughs> yeah. watching it and being like, God damn, that would be awful. That's scary as shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's um our white I'm sorry. Like I'm not trying to alienate anybody, but I don't think why this is something that like white people are gravitating to. Like it's it's a very mm -hmm. it feels like very much like I don't know. I just don't see that really happening. And I just, it makes me question like, okay, where is this? Who's watching this film? Who was this marketed for? Um, you also have to consider like, you know, how much China controls the movie industry with, because of, you know, the market there and stuff like that. And if it's not something that was popular there, that could be, have something to do with it. Um, there's a mm -hmm. lot of moving parts, I guess. Was Get Out popular yeah, in China? I don't know. It, <laughs> I was like, wait. It did, it did. It did well enough everywhere else that it didn't particularly matter if it was good um, over I'm there. I'm feeling some but, type of way about this. Uh, I feel like they need to do a second release and do a proper trailer. In in fact, I feel like just I, give give away the fucking plot at this point and get your sorry to curse mm -hmm. the podcast guys you can edit that out no, uh, oh. we, do it, oh, we do we do it all the time right. don't worry go ahead you good. you're among like minds right now <laughs> sorry this is a really a really quick point because something shantae said reminded me of something i put in my notes here is um this movie looking at the reviews right it got a on rotten tomatoes it's sitting at a 28 percent with critics and a 53 percent with audience and then IMDb, it's sitting at a 5.6 out of 10. And after people, people really did not like this film based mm -hmm. on these reviews. And this, so I was looking at these reviews after watching the film. And I, I will say from the get, I actually really like this movie. I, I, I mm -hmm. really enjoyed this movie. So I was very curious when I typed it in and saw that score as to why it got the score that it did. And when I was scrolling through at least the Rotten Tomato uh, reviews, one thing that I did notice, and again, not trying to call anybody out or alienate, but every single comment that I saw that was bad mm. was white people. I'm telling, I didn't want to say this, but and I feel like, like it's almost something that they, I feel like, sorry, like that a white audience would watch and feel like they were trying to be made to feel guilty. And I feel like mm -hmm. they don't, especially right now, people don't, people aren't <laughs> receptive to that. That's what, and that's, that's 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 the thing too is like this movie could just be a victim of circumstance in terms mm -hmm. of when it came out and all the things that are revolving around it when it came out because again like you guys said this came out during a global pandemic right after a brutal battle for civil rights mm -hmm. over the summer like it is people are battered and bruised races on the forefront of everybody's mind when mm -hmm. this movie comes out and then here's this movie that is potentially demonizing a race right quote unquote but like the, the fact of the matter is is like this film is based off of things that are true these are these are horrible experiences that people actually live through and i can understand that there are people that might not have wanted to see this right now but to then bash the movie because they didn't like feeling bad <laughs> about stuff that happened seemed a little okay. inconsiderate to me um, personally. But again, I'm coming from a lens of like, I actually really like this movie and I enjoyed the experience from a know nothing right. going into it yeah. and then watching it. Um, mm -hmm. I liked it a lot.
But <laughs> now going back to to Ebony's Wait, question, to, to add on to what you said, uh, which is that I oh, think, no. okay, <laughs> I okay, think okay. more um, it, what makes a horror movie like absolutely terrifying for me and scary is that it, it it's somewhat, if not very close to being realistic. <laughs> I'm like, so mm-hmm. I think if more black folks would, did see this film, then I think it probably would have done better on Rotten Tomatoes and all of those um, uh, critic sites and whatnot. If um, nothing else, it's a mm-hmm. cautionary tale for us. Like, y'all in- <laughs> Eyes open, folks. <laughs> it's about to be us. Make sure you get the right <laughs> Uber. Real. Check that Uber I mean, license plate. Doesn't? That's really everything. But also, I think it will do one of the, it's going to be yeah. one of those movies that stands the test of time where like 10 years from now or five years from now um, mm-hmm. you'll be, you'll, we'll be able to sit back and be like oh my god we slept on this movie mm. um so i think i think that'll mm-hmm. be um i like movies like that and i think you know you need a little sleeper once in a while <laughs> i mean not for their career mm-hmm. but yeah. like see i i had I had mixed feelings about this movie. I have a feeling I mm. didn't like it as much as you guys did, but I also didn't dislike it. Mm-hmm. I I think I just left it and I wasn't quite sure how I felt when it mm. was done, mm-hmm. which happens to me sometimes. I end up, I finish a movie and I'm just like, don't know. You know what I mean? You, you know when sometimes you finish your movie and you're like, I, you know, I'm glad I watched that movie, but you're just unsure of what you feel. I think that's how I felt when it ended. And there's just certain things. Mm -hmm. I think there's just certain things for me that had they been done in a different way, I would have liked it more. But I do think that the idea and everything, you know, the entire basis of the movie, I love. Mm -hmm. And like, I think the idea Mm -hmm. itself is genius right but i think sometimes the execution of it Mm -hmm. left me feeling um just a bit like no it's i don't know if that was the move mama maybe we try something different Mm -hmm. you know like i just was wasn't like totally in i i agree with you in the sense that i feel like the execution of the twist was great like mm-hmm. I, I kind of, even though I had seen the trailer, I didn't know where it was going because again, I had that idea in my mind of from what I saw in the trailer. But I mm-hmm. think a lot of like the writing and stuff like that mm-hmm. was mad corny to me. For sure. And it was bothering the shit yeah. out of me. I, you know what I think? I think I, if they had made Eden, who's Janelle's Monet's character, someone who just had like a simpler life, I think that would have probably translated a lot better in my opinion in that mm-hmm. uh what are i just what are the chances of this woman who's like uber successful with the super happy marriage with this child that she like is in love with and then this absolute total opposite thing happening to her like i just feel like mm-hmm. maybe if she just worked at like a bank or something like that and she just had yeah. a seemingly a more of a regular life um I, I think that would have translated well. I think they were just doing a little bit too much and making it seem like you have to be on this, the, the, the total opposite spectrum. Like you get to this level. But also I, I, I get it too, because then they want you to be operating at like a huge, like a high level and then someone not white, people, but so white folks not watch. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I get that element, but I, and for this, I don't think it, I, in my opinion, I don't think it worked. Okay. Like you think they were trying to make her too perfect? Yeah, yeah, I felt, she I was, felt that. She was too perfect. She was too perfect. <laughs> what? 
Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I edit that out. I, was, I had a, an additional thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like Kidding. having having her be a little bit more grounded could have potentially made the movie a little bit more relatable to mm. some other people because so then they could put themselves more mm-hmm. in the shoes of Great. Veronica so that it ups the the horror level there because it's like you're not watching this again uber successful person be swept up into this circumstance you're watching yourself basically being swept up in this in the circumstance and that level of um relatability could have added to the storyline um i i did think I, I'm kind of like half and half on the, on that position there because I could I agree with you, Ebony, of like I would like to see that story mm-hmm. because I think it would add a different layer and different elements to the story that are maybe maybe some could find pushed in this particular movie mm-hmm. um, because you're trying to take this person is at like the apex of social justice, right? And mm-hmm. she's getting swept up. And she's being brought to this plantation where they're treating her like a slave. And although that isn't as relatable as, say, like an everyday person also being in this circumstance, it was an interesting choice for the plot. Um, Shantae, I agree with you that some of the writing in this movie was very corny. (laughs) And like that did bug me. Like the writing to me could have been better. um, But some of the plot points I thought were somewhat poignant um because in the later part of the movie we find out that um the plantation owner and his daughter elizabeth are essentially handpicking the people that they are bringing to this plantation and based on what i took from it they are purposely going after people who are in the upper echelon of social justice or just Mm -hmm. Black people who are essentially more well off, those are the people that they are targeting to bring into this circumstance. And although people with voices, people, people, who are people with voices of movements and stuff. Yeah. People with voices are being brought to this place where they are being literally silenced. They are not allowed to speak. They're not allowed to talk about their past life, any of that. And even though that's not as relatable, I think, to me as as an everyday person, the scary aspect of that for me was these this idea that someone of that of that echelon, when put in this particular circumstance, where you know if it was Veronica and one of the guards at this plantation just every day on the street, and they tried to pull some bullshit like this with her, she would step to this person. But because of her circumstance. Even though she's got the power within her to deal with this, she's stuck because she's outnumbered in a place where she has no resources to fight back. And I think some of the fear that a lot of black people feel is this idea that even though they're not necessarily weaker than the person that's oppressing them because of the circumstance that they are currently put into, they are now feeling helpless and weak. Not because they don't have the strength to fight, it's just their vehicles to fight, their weapons are all stripped from them, and now they're stuck. And that, to me, was very terrifying when it came to Veronica's character of the, like, she, this is this is actively what she fought against. This is literally the antithesis to her book and her morals and all of this stuff. However, because there are 15 motherfuckers standing around with rifles looking at her, what is she going to do? You know, it, it, there's something about seeing this very powerful character in this hopeless situation that... I mean, that makes this shit hard to watch. <laughs> like, it, it's hard to see that. And, like, I don't know. That like that part to me was scary. I found that part very scary. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's yeah. going back to this whole concept of just being, um, again, I, at this point, assuming everybody knows enough about the movie to keep up with what we're saying, but mm-hmm. our main character, uh, Dr. Veronica, while she's out, uh, on a book, on a book tour, gets swept up and taken to a plantation. This is present day, um, supposed to be the whatever present time that we're in. I don't think they actually say a year or anything like that, but it's just present day. And yeah, she's just in the middle of living her life and she gets swept up to this secret plantation where they're trying to reenact antebellum, the antebellum South. Um, and that's some scary shit because I could believe that happening. I, mean, I really yeah. fucking could. Like fucking five years ago, probably not. But at this point in time, you really, it really, it doesn't seem impossible. At mm-hmm. All. And um, I think that's what they were banking on for it to be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it came at a weird time because like people, even though again, race is on the forefront of a lot of people's mind, people are people are kind of tired we by tired. the time that, that this came out. It's like battered and bruised at this point, but out in the streets fucking marching and shit, and like mm-hmm. now gotta watch it watch our the depiction of ourselves be slaves on TV. Like, yo, mm-hmm. this is a lot. See, <laughs> it's a lot. And I think I think something that bugged me a little bit about it was that, well, first, I, I I think that they, I don't necessarily think that they were taking people that were all vocal about, because she even says that getting Veronica was, she didn't mm-hmm. want to do that because Veronica was too big. She mm-hmm. was too much. And she was like, I don't choose people like you because that's a risk. And so I think that they were just taking regular people, but he was just so obsessed with her that he was like, that's the one I want. And so then they they went out on a limb for her. Yeah. But like the other guy, like Eli was a professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't ever get to learn what Julia did, but you know, her big thing was just that she was pregnant and she mm-hmm. didn't want to she wanted to get out. Um, But I think at times for me, like, I just wish that we got more with, I loved the, the fact that we jumped right into the action and like they had already, they were already in the middle of trying to escape. So we were just totally, you know, like what, what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I do wish that we got more time with the characters and what, they were doing day to day to get by because a lot of times it felt like we were seeing them be tortured Mm -hmm. and it was like slavery for slavery's sake, Mm. which is not to say that that's not true, but I wanted to see more of them figuring, you know, I, maybe if we had jumped in a little bit earlier and so we could see more of like Veronica's descent into being like, I got to keep my head down, or, you know, or blah, even, blah, blah, or, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, or even um, at what point is she kind of appointed like their head person? Because I think mm-hmm. we jump right in and everyone just keeps going to her, like um, the the character who in the middle of the field, what's his name? Uh, Eli. Eli. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. his character or Julia. The, everyone just kind of ran to her, and I, like you said, like it didn't really make any sense. It didn't really. Um, I think maybe like a scene before where like it shows like, oh, she's she's boss lady here. You know, we kind of just kind of jumped into her. There's everyone, well, and 
Is there? No, you, okay. go, no go ahead. Go for it. Go for it. Well, and I was going to say, I know that a lot of people recognized her. And so, oh. and they knew her oh, as a speaker. Oh, 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 oh. So they probably saw her as like, no, you're the woman. You're confident. You are the black advocate. Because I feel like that's what Julia felt is she's like, you are the black advocate. Get me out. Like, let's get out of here. And I think that's why she was so frustrated. Mm. But okay. maybe that I think that's what it is, is maybe I loved that idea once Julia came in of the two opposing ideas now because Veronica has been there and she knows, you know, to keep her head down. And Julia's is totally different thought process because she's fairly new mm -hmm. she's like still very tenacious and still trying to fight against Stressing it me out. even if we even if we had like <laughs> i know i was like keep your voice down when she was shouting she was shouting in the cabin i was like girl you've got to keep it down um but i don't know like even if we had maybe jumped to eli and gotten kind of his viewpoint um and just spent a little bit more time watching them just just get by mm -hmm. because we spent a lot of time I felt with the mass quote unquote masters and we watched them a lot and we watched them do things to the slaves quite often and I wanted to I just wanted to be in the, their heads the because I thought I was like it's so interesting. It's such an interesting thought. What if it was us? You know, I was like what if this was me in this situation? I feel like Obviously, I don't know how it feels. You know, I w it's completely different now. Taking a 2020 person and putting them into the mindset of being a slave and living, you know, as if you were back in time, mm -hmm. that is going to be a very jarring situation. And I feel like it would be very hard to acclimate to. And I wanted to see that struggle more because that's oh. what I cared about. Mm -hmm. I cared about their thought process and them dealing with it. And it just seemed like we were jumping a lot from now she's getting branded. Now she's getting raped. Now he's trying to have sex with her. Now she's getting beaten up. Now he's getting beat. You know, it just jumped from this bad thing, this bad thing, this bad thing, this bad thing. And I wanted to see more of their struggle with that. I didn't want to just see it happen. I wanted to see how they dealt with it afterwards mm -hmm. and before. Um, so I think that's what was irking me is it was just a lot of that and not enough of them. What's up, homies? Editing Erica here with a quick clarification. This is an argument that I bring up, bring up a couple of times throughout this episode as a con for me that I couldn't fully verbalize while we were recording, but I've had some time to think about it. And I've come up with an example that I feel like helps make it make sense. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just quickly compare this movie to Saw, which, <laughs> what? But it'll make sense, I promise. So both of these movies feature characters that have been plucked out of their normal life into an unfamiliar situation, and they both feature a twist at the end. Where Saw works really well for me is, although we have a twist at the end, throughout the movie we're still able to get bits of information about our characters, so we're able to kind of watch them on this journey. We, As we learn more about them, we understand why both of them react the way that they react in this situation because we know how they were outside of this room. So 
it tracks watching them be the way that they are inside of the room. And because as we're watching along and we're putting the pieces together as they are, it's satisfying when we get to the twist um, because we've really been a part of their journey. In Antebellum, because we jump straight into the action and then we have these time jumps, like it immediately goes six weeks forward after we're first introduced to our character, we don't have any time to learn anything about her. I don't know anything about who she is as a person, how she used to be. All I know is that she's a slave, which is why I feel compassionate for her, not because she is my main character. She could be any person, and I would still feel the same amount of compassion for her because of what she's going through, but I don't know her. I want to know how she's gotten to this point and see her dealing with things, but because I can't learn about her backstory, it it's it doesn't make total sense to me. It's not as interesting to watch her try and get through the day-to-day because I don't know if this is how she's always been. But if I learn too much about her backstory, I'm going to have the twist ruined for me. So, yes, when we get to the twist, it's still, you know, a great twist. But... By the time we get to it and we finally get to learn more about her, our protagonist, it's a little bit too little too late because then she's already, you know, on her escape mission and we didn't get to see her dealing with anything she's been through. So I don't feel as connected to the character as I would like to be because she could be any person. And I guess that's what I, you know, have the biggest disconnect with this movie is, is I don't, of course I care about Eden, but why do I care about her? Because she's a slave, not because she's Eden. So, yeah, I hope that clarified that a little bit. But, um, yeah, let's hop back into the episode. Kind of uh, talking about Julia for a second, because uh, after watching the film, um, I was looking at some of the symbolism and stuff that they add in this film, which there is a lot of. There actually is mm-hmm. more symbolism, more symbolism in this film than I realized, mm-hmm. and which I always enjoy. Like I'm very much a sucker for that. And that's one of the reasons why I love Get Out and stuff like that. I love movies that have a bunch of little things that if you're not paying attention, you miss and you got to watch the movie again or somebody has to tell you for you to um, realize it was there. And with Julia's character, and it's actually something that bled over to some of the other characters, but I think it was very prevalent with Julia, is when she got into the when she got into the picture, when as soon as she got into the plantation. Again, I didn't know about the twist that was coming, so I didn't realize what was happening, right? But when she got there, I was like, this seems off. No, no, no. This, no, this, seems, this seems off. Because I've seen a lot of slave movies, and I've seen a lot of, like, the mentality of the people that are stuck in this situation. And even though there are some strong people within these slave movies, like, she is, like, really bold. Like, she's <laughs> super fucking bold. And something about that was very off. It was very off-putting. I was like... I know that every once in a while in these stories, like, you'll have that, like, really, like, gung-ho, like, yo, let's end this shit, like, blah, 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 blah. But, like, she was really for it. And I was like, I'm kind of confused. And then when she's doing the whole, like, I know you bit, I was like, 
how like what what's going on here and so in in the in the little article they talked about her when she ultimately kills herself um we get a shot of the butterfly tattoo that's on Mm -hmm. her ankle and apparently this is this is actually from the the director and writer that the reason that's there is to show that um, that same butterfly tattoo is the butterfly symbol for Veronica's book. So she was actually a fan of Veronica's. Oh. Um, and that's why she said that she knew her because she knew exactly who she was. And the reason why she felt so bold and empowered in this plantation setting is because, yeah, she's supposed to be like a 20s, a 2020 woman. And I was like, mm-hmm. if I, I, I feel like if you took somebody nowadays, if the situation really happened to somebody today, I think they would be Julia like nine out of yeah. 10 times. Like, For I yeah, feel like or... they would have that energy, but without knowing that this was present day that we were dealing with, I was like, no, this is really, this is really weird. Like, is she not afraid for her life right now? Like, doesn't she understand how this world works? Like, you know, you're supposed to listen to them, like, and all this, like, you, at, if you, if you're assuming that you're in slave times, right, you would assume that a bunch of slaves a bit that were brought over from a different plantation will get how this shit works. But she was right. like, no, no, but, no. Okay. I thought she was real. Smug. So also, <laughs> I will say to their credit, this is one thing that I actually thought was very brilliant about that, what they did is that. So when they when they brought her and she was having the conversation with Julia's character and they were like she was like I'm from North I'm from North Carolina and Julia was like I'm from Virginia during slavery a lot of um times people when they acted up or whatever they get they would get shipped deep south mm-hmm. and deep south they didn't fuck around you would get like what we saw is what was happening you would get fucked up like that and so for her to be like more rebellious to come from like a more northern Mm. southern state i guess Mm -hmm. it kind of fit how she might somebody from plantation that had more freedom i guess might act when they got shipped to deep the deep south and not know how to act Mm -hmm. so that's why i was like they really they did it with the fucking twist because like all those little pieces like kind of matched up they had like they had a lot of that going through the one that stuck out to me the big one like outside of her personality the part that really had me looking like side a and like what the fuck is when they were burning the cotton that because there's a scene there there's a there's a scene like i forget exactly after what happens but we get a we get a sweeping shot of them out there in the fields picking the cotton but then you have eli taking all of the cotton and then just tossing it over a fire i'm like why are they burning the cotton this doesn't this doesn't click this doesn't make sense and the whole thing is the reason they're burning is because they don't fucking need it we're yeah. not it we're not in slave times they don't need the cotton also, for bro, anything like, can we still use cotton like what are you doing you could use doing for, wasting resources you use, yeah you can use that for something well and i also noticed too at the very very beginning um the girl eli's wife when she's running and we have that slow motion shot of her, she has a a septum piercing yeah. and it looks oh, like a even, modern. I didn't even yeah, realize that. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. It's a modern, you know, hoop ring septum piercing. And the only reason I noticed it is because they were doing the slow motion shot and they were like gradually zooming in closer to her face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. Like that kind of looks like, <laughs> looks like it was freshly done in a in like a professional piercing place or whatever. Um, 
so yeah, I did notice that, and I was like, huh. There's another one when that little girl is on the elevator with her, mm-hmm. and she uh, is pulling her doll outside on a rope. Oh, I fucking outside hated of that. the elevator oh, that, on I hated a rope. That. I was like, that's, that little that girl. was random. But now also like now that you're saying that, <laughs> what the fuck? I know. What does that have to do with anything? That, well, that's okay. the same thing happened. Eden ends up pulling the slave owner or master, whatever her name was, off the horse, wrapping her. Right, but like, whose baby was that? No, no, no. That, but that's the thing. That that was no. That that's the thing. That is the same daughter from the plantation. The girl in the elevator yeah. is Elizabeth's daughter from the plantation. Oh my god! Like that's what I'm saying. She like look they look like a ghost. They. I feel like they. I feel like they. They peppered her with a little bit of extra powder to get that ghostly vibe. Yeah. I do think they went for that shit. I'm not gonna they pretend. Need to let that little girl sleep. <laughs> she. She looked real she messed looked up. Horrible. She's like some warm milk and a teddy bear and some cookies, and they just need to love on that little girl. She's messed up. She was giving me, she was giving me huge Tim Burton vibes. Yes. And like the thing about it was, so yeah, she was Elizabeth's daughter, and Elizabeth even says to Veronica, she's like, maybe our daughters can have a play date, and that's oh, what she's yeah. talking about. And then her daughter is the one that she lets name the slaves. But I think. That's another thing is they um, they used her and that whole creepy thing in the elevator and stuff. I feel like they only put that in to use it in the trailer because that shot of her standing in the hallway, they use it in the trailer and oh, they like yeah. it's they, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they different. glitch it in and out to make her look like a ghost. But then in the movie, it kind of means nothing. I'm like, you could have you could have axed the whole daughter. <laughs> she was she was a good she was a good Easter egg character. But yes, it didn't like really serve too much there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did like that this was along the list of like other Easter eggs that they put in there. Is when you pay attention through the first portion no actually no it's like halfway through the movie but like going through veronica's actual life like i love at first i love the imagery when she's at the hotel like checking in right and you got the concierge standing Mm -hmm. there and they got like the plantation picture in the background Mm -hmm. i thought that was at first i just thought that was a cool shot i was like okay i kind of get what y'all are doing with this dope whatever but after reading it i realized and going back that same person is at the plantation when you go to the dinner scene. Like, the person working at that hotel oh. is at the plantation. So, like, throughout the whole course of her getting to the plantation, we're actually getting to see characters from the plantation who are all just part of this big-ass scheme. And, like, you don't you don't notice it because they do... This movie tries to do everything very subtly, which I both like, but I understand why other people did not like because a some of them were just kind of there just to be there just to be like look at all these easter eggs but Mm. then two (laughs) it's like if you miss them it's not like get out where it's like you miss this easter egg but you can continue on with the film it's like i think some of these are are such big deals that if you miss them it kind of takes away from the actual experience of the movie because like if you if you actively notice that hold up I've seen that person before then maybe it would I don't know maybe it would help out but because it's very subtle they try and trickle it in little by little it's more so just like why are we spending so much time in these two di- different places like why are we spending so much time with this hotel girl why does she matter like what's the point mm. of her she does matter kinda where it's like we do see her later on in the movie, but even with the even the same thing with the little girl is like, okay, yeah, it's the same person from the plantation, but then that's kind of it. Like that's the only 
no, bit that really it serves. They really tried it with that little girl. They really tried it. Because <laughs> that, like, that was here. a push. <laughs> get her out of here. Give her her day rate and send her home. She didn't need to be Goodbye. there. Um, But I think, too, like, that's another thing. That's another thing I wish would had had been tweaked a skosh, and I probably would have enjoyed a, or, you know, like had less ooh, issues with is the whole the whole scenario with her like being taken. Mm-hmm. I I like I thought that was cool when she was like in uh, not cool. It was really really it was sad, but I thought <laughs> I thought the concept of it how <laughs> I loved it. No, but I thought the concept of it how she like was talking to the driver and then when she looks up and like starts paying attention, she realizes, you know, like I liked how the Uber driver mm-hmm. called her and was like, "Hey, I'm here." And she's like, "No, I'm already in my Uber." I it was interesting and, you know, her friends driving right next to her and not seeing her was a really tragic idea and I liked the way that it was shot but I do wish that they maybe did it a little bit differently because honestly that was the part that I had the the hardest time believing like out of everything in the movie that part was the most like circumstantial everything just fell into place and because of that, they took her part of it for me. I almost would have found it more upsetting if they had either just like snatched her off of the street, like maybe if she was just walking and they grabbed her off of the street, or if they did it in her hotel room. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought because, I thought they were gonna do it in the hotel room because why that's did another. She do all that. Th- th- exactly, that's another one of those parts that <laughs> like it's like we spent so much time with Elizabeth like going through her shit and being in the hotel room, and then we never make it back to the hotel room. And it's like we didn't need <laughs> any of that. <laughs> but first of all, who doesn't know that if they order a black car versus a regular car somebody with somebody with you know some money and Mm -hmm. something we can't relate to you know like like that's that's a 70 dollar car right there man like you didn't know that you didn't know that so all these things are coming together but yeah it was it was i almost was like did they delete a scene because yeah we watch elizabeth the only thing really that comes from that is that she takes her lipstick. Mm-hmm. But I said, why did she put her hair on her bed? Right. Just and I, they made it sound like she was going to go back to the room and find all of this shit. But like, sis clearly changed <laughs> clothes twice. So I'm like, oh, she's been in the room. <laughs> I guess we're not going to see this. I don't. It was weird. Yeah. She'd been in and out the room because she <laughs> she even said like, oh, they didn't come clean my room. And and yeah, so Elizabeth is just bebopping around the room, mm-hmm. peeing in the toilet. Yeah, that's weird. Her Why hair. did she do that? Why just she to be, a, just to be shy. Mark, she's marking oh, okay. her territory clearly. Oh, Let's just to be on her bullshit. I said, I knew you were. I knew you were fucking weird from I was, the minute you spoke. I was so satisfied when she when she died though. Like that was a oh, very was sad. Good. That, that was, was a, a good satisfying one. death. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be the first to say. I was like, go ahead, go ahead, Bye. Veronica, get your Bye. vengeance on this. Exactly one. how her daughter came out of the. <laughs> I, had, mm-hmm. I said that a couple times. I said bye. Um, I said go back and do it again. Tie her up and pull her again. <laughs> we'll do it one more time. Just for the dialect alone that shit was killing me it was so syrupy southern I was like, who did who allowed this who allowed this all right i have, a, I, have a, I have a question for all all three of you ladies um so based on everything we talked about before and um what would you what would you have liked to have seen 
differently in this movie. I think you might have been alluding to this a little bit earlier, earlier, Erica, but like what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what would you have changed for this particular movie to make it better for you? Hmm. I kind of, I think what you said, Ebony, about just, the... Um, it's like 40 minutes of just trauma porn. I think yeah. they would have cut that in half. For, yeah, that could have been more shorter. time of like... But how you said like sh- she could be more relatable or whatever. Oh, okay. Like, I, th- I agree with that. Just sort of like certain changes to the dialogue to maybe the not so perfect, perfect, saccharine, perfect family. Like, like she had everything. Like um, she woke up got some morning sex like it was everything i was like <laughs> like what? she living the life like her daughter listens a dope house. she didn't have to talk to her daughter twice like i just mm-hmm. you know small things. right i'm really talking shit at this point but <laughs> <laughs> it's like why your life so good why was your life so good it was kind of hard to like fight for you here miss like give me something i'm like beautiful house beautiful husband yeah. beautiful skin <laughs> The complexion popping. With like asteroids ratio, like, ma'am, give us something here to work with. <laughs> That's like, and I said, and I said, she's still popping. I know. Every Even day. On the plantation, I said, Every she day. still looks the fuck that's good. Just, that's just Janelle Monet, though. Like, that there, is. That's, that's nothing she can do about that. There's really not. I said, throw something. Do something. Put some oil or something on her face. Hey, would this have worked if they had started with her perfect life and then transitioned? My my one thing that I would have changed, even though I really enjoyed the movie, is no. something in the middle of that. Is I would have liked to actually continuously jump between the two and have to figure out over time what was happening i think splitting it in half the way it was i I think that might have spent too much time in either side of the story i think if we got little pieces of each throughout and then slowly over time we realize hold up these shits are happening in the exact same year that might have worked more you don't think if it jumped more that that would um give the twist away I think Quicker. it would. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. Because I would have thought it was a time traveling movie. That's, I would have thought yeah, maybe that's true. That's what I time. thought originally. Because they could have, for me, they probably could have gotten away with the dream thing a couple more times before I caught on. Because, like, at first, without knowing anything, I thought that she was just experiencing slave times in her dream. That was my first thought when Same. she woke up in her in her real life. I was like, oh, shit. Her nightmares, when she has a nightmare, <laughs> she goes back and and, and into antebellum south that's a nightmare of a nightmare Mm. but like that's what i thought was going on so if they had done something where like every time she goes to sleep she's getting back into this place it might have come across cheesy but at because that's what my initial thought was if they had just played with that they probably would have had me like i wouldn't have i still wouldn't have found that found the twist coming um but i do think you're right that they would run the risk of giving the twist away a little bit earlier they would have they it they would have had to finesse it like mm-hmm. it's just what it would have to be um because if they if, if we're just jumping back and forth between the two but not giving too much explanation that would at least lead you to have to figure it out it's like okay hold up why do why why do we keep jumping between these two like mm-hmm. you're not telling us why um but i would like to know uh but that but for me i think seeing that version of the movie that might have played a little bit better but i don't know um okay I okay so I feel like one thing that could have 
even this out for me a bit more is if it was more of an ensemble piece and we followed we had our even if it was the three of them Eli Julia and uh Veronica if they balanced it out a bit more and we got to see more of them individually doing things but also coming together and trying to figure out a plan because some of my favorite parts of this movie were Eli Mm -hmm. and Veronica like communicating as best they could without being found Mm -hmm. out and then also when we would have those moments in like Veronica's cabin and we would see her figuring different shit out to try and escape Mm -hmm. like I wanted more of that and I even thought about it after we met Dawn who I love, um, by the way. I'm going to throw it out there. I actually love Dawn. Like, even though she was over the top, like, she was a lot. But I got a weird, like, uh, oh, cathartic. A weird cathartic feeling from watching her just tell people off, like, for <laughs> half her scenes. She was I, such I, a light. Uh, <laughs> like, in this dark-ass yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, in this dark movie, she gave some giggles. I really liked her character, but sorry. Please continue. <laughs> I watched this interview, this Entertainment Weekly interview with the cast, and they did say that for her character, they made her as outspoken as she was because they wanted to show how free her character was in opposition to what Eden Mm -hmm. was like how in this time she can talk and say whatever shit she wants to white people and have no repercussions. But in the past, Eden can't even speak Mm -hmm. unless Mm -hmm. spoken to. So that's why they made her that way, which is cool. But, um, okay. So even if like, I was thinking about it and I was like, even if, they had done something where maybe Dawn and Veronica went back to her hotel room and they both got taken, but we didn't know that they really knew each other until the flashback. So then we even had another person. Like, I don't know. I, I wanted just wanted to see. More Dawn, more I wanted Dawn. to see. I guess I just wanted to see more personalities dealing with this situation because everyone would deal with it differently. And I feel like Dawn would have dealt with it completely differently than, you know, Veronica would have. And it would have been an interesting thing to see. And like, I wanted to know how they were getting through the day. I just wanted more of that and less of the, pain the pain was necessary i do know that i have no issues with the pain but there was nothing to balance it out and it almost just felt like torturing black people for shock yeah Mm -hmm. for us to for us to feel this way you know like for us to be like damn this is this is like heavy they i almost felt like they were like and then this and now this and here we go because you know That's a lot of what the first 40 minutes were Mm -hmm. before we went to her previous life. It was all pain. Mm -hmm. And like, give me, give me, give me something. (laughs) I need something to help. I'm really surprised they didn't bring Dawn into that portion of the movie, too, because I think that would have added a hell of an extra layer there. Like, you can still have Julia come in and stuff like that. But if we got imagery of like Dawn also being at the plantation, too like beforehand yeah. and then get to make that connection later on like i don't know i i, I agree like i think more because we spend a lot of the movie with veronica we spend a lot of and she don't get me wrong janelle monet kills it and like even at, at this is her first 
lead feature role, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I can't fucking tell because she's just so goddamn talented. I was like, I had no problems with her performance myself, but a lot of the movie is her. And mm-hmm. so like yeah. these other stories, even though they're traumatic, we we lose a little bit of that weight because we just don't have enough time with these other characters. Because like, uh, just because speaking about Dawn, like once Dawn is gone from the movie, she's gone. Like that's that's the as soon as she drives away, her and Sarah, we don't see them again. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. They might as well have driven into a black <laughs> hole. We don't know. We don't know what happened to them. So yeah, that would have been nice. And also too, I mean, we already talked about the dialogue, but I will say a lot of the like present time dialogue, it's just it's very on the nose for mm-hmm. me. Like it's uh, when have you walked up to your friend and been like the past is not dead. It's not even past. And then I'm like, what? Okay. You know, like I get I got that that was the theme of the movie. You already showed that to me at the very beginning and it just felt and you know and they just kept saying it and saying it and saying it and I just wish it was a little bit more subtle because we're not dumb, you know, like we can, we, we understand what they're trying to say, but it just felt like a lot of the present dialogue was very much on the nose and no, agreed. I wish they had like finessed it, just <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in the realm of just throwing things in there though, because this is one thing that I did really, really enjoy is I did think this movie was shot beautifully like i do think it the shots were so good and another little fun fact that i did see uh they purposefully went i didn't get the specifics of what kind of lenses they were but the directors purposely looked for the same kind of lenses that they shot gone with the wind with because they wanted the movie to look parallel to that movie it's just Mm. they they wanted to show the actual depiction of what the antebellum south was so they purposely wanted to take a movie that was set around that era that shot very beautifully Mm -hmm. and shoot it just as beautifully obviously tweaked a little bit but as a more realistic rendition of what it actually looked like so i thought it was cool that they paid attention to something even in that regard (laughs) But that being said, just the shots themselves throughout the movie, I thought were really good. Even if they didn't necessarily serve anything, you could tell that they took some time to take the shots, look at what's in the shot and frame them in a way that like we are putting stuff in here. Like we are putting things that we do want you to see. We want you to notice things and we want it to look good. Um, They just I don't they might not have all worked. (laughs) Is No, but it was was beautiful. It, It did look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one shot that looked like a watercolor painting. Like, it, it, there's a shot of him like riding his horse at night as the sun is setting. Yes! All the night shots look like, so good. Yeah, this with the moonlight and everything. Yes. I was like, okay, dude, it looked insane. Also, I thought that the the final shot of her riding her horse in slow mm. motion, like that, looks dope. Too. I thought that scene was um, extra as hell, but I was okay with it. Like, I, it I like it looked. It was hella extra, but I was like, it looks dope though. Like, it looks super cool, but we didn't need to do the slow mo for ten minutes. But it's all right. Go ahead. Chante said she yeah. should have ridden that horse all the way up back to Virginia. <laughs> I thought that 
There's no fucking way I'm stopping. Into a bunch of MAGA supporters. Exactly. They should, there was like a there were like Trump supporters walking around in the town like as she was yeah. exiting. I was like, nah, me and this horse mm-hmm. for life. <laughs> All the way to Virginia. She was. No, she was stabbed. She needed medical attention. She got stabbed twice before that. (laughs) She was like slowly bleeding out. You're going to ride all the way to Virginia. The horse gets there and you're just slumped. (laughs) Take your chances in the middle of fucking nowhere, Louisiana, or try to make it to Virginia, girl. It's that's slim a, either a, way. That's a 50 50. That's a, that's a smooth 50 50. Well toss the coin out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it was extra though, especially because she had like that Just hatchet gall- raised in gall- the air the entire time. I was like, <laughs> like who taught you how to ride that horse? I had a lot of questions, oh but she gosh. looked fi- fierce. Is it, is it CGI? <laughs> oh man, but. Also, I will say I do like the like wraparound with we begin the movie with like a close up on her face as she's being dragged in to be punished. Um, And then we end the movie with a close up on her face as she is escaping back to freedom. So, yeah, I like that little bookend. I thought that was clever. And of course, Janelle Monae is just looks fierce as fuck. It is a beautiful like it's a beautifully shot movie. I like the ideas of it a lot. I just think they they leaned in heavy. They leaned in too heavy on certain parts that they could have like eased up on and then other things that I feel like they could have really dived into. They just like But at the same time, this is their first their first time directors, first time writers. Yeah. They'd this only their- done short films and music videos up until this. Oh, so like wow. as a first outing, I'm like, yo. That's pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah. It's not, I'm not mad. It's not bad for their first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> so what? Do you guys do you guys Should we do the do the thing now? Should yeah. we rate the, the rate the film? <laughs> the rating. Give our give our final feels. Yeah. Uh so every every time we do a movie, we have a different rating every time and mm-hmm. we kind of decide on the spot. Um, but y'all as the guests, if you have a frame of reference, you think we should, uh, it's usually something out of five, some object from the movie out of five. What do you oh. think we should rate this out of? Yeah. So you could do ha- so, like, so you could how do many, like, like five ha- hatchets, how many hatchets? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait. Want to have perfect her marriage you could do like, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like so oh the lipstick. Lipsticks. The freaking lipsticks. Since that was so such a big thing in the movie. I mean it meant lipsticks meant a lot to this movie. So we 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 could do lipsticks. For some reason. Okay. I mean it did look good against her skin tone. Okay, so on a scale of one to five, how many lipsticks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am going to do two and a half out of five. All right. I'll, Two and a half. Okay. I'll give it. I'll give it three point five lipsticks. Okay. Three point five lipsticks. Yeah. Okay. 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 Any particular reason, or it's just like that's what you guys are feeling? I, I think they just got to, I think the trauma porn, trauma porn in the first forty minutes just kind of, you know, was too much. Yeah. It was too much. Too much. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> too it, much. It was, I was already, a, it was sinking there and it just didn't, 
they just didn't pull the the the, the um the boat up the, so yeah they didn't think. stop it soon enough i agree yeah. with that <laughs> so it was like slow leak and it was just too late by the time cap was um, it capsulated cap capsized Capsized. Oh, it capsized. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really a lot of the dialogue for me and like the mm-hmm. um, how we're talking about, you know, how her life was portrayed. I'm glad I love to, you know, see black people winning and all that. But it was just a little bit too, like Erica said, on the nose and that type <laughs> of stuff. It, it bothers me. So but I do. I 100 percent appreciated the twist. Twist got me. A bitch loves a surprise. Mm-hmm. So I was <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, this is. This is exciting. But um, yeah, it was like really the dialogue that kind of took it down for me. Yeah. Uh, Erica? I I agree with Ebony. I'm also going to get a 2.5 lipstick. Okay. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I just needed some finessing. I, I think they definitely could have still had the message be as impactful as it was. But just shift by shifting certain sequences, cutting things in half. Honestly, if they and that's why if they had started earlier, a little bit earlier in time, then they could have cut sooner, or then like all of maybe some of that pain could happen a little bit before the flashback and then a little bit after, because it's like once after the flashback, it's all the escape. Mm-hmm. And so we're like bum rushed in the in the first <laughs> half with a lot and then the ending we're you know we we do finally get that release but it just came a little came a little late for me um but yeah oh. everything else was just a it was just a little bit too heavy-handed but i did like the story i did like the characters for the most part and it was a beautiful movie mm-hmm. like the, the some of the shots were were definitely you know, amazing for, for, I didn't expect, I guess I'm I'm trying to say is like, I didn't expect some of the shots to be as beautiful as they were Mm -hmm. for this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so I'll give them, I'll give them that 2.5 lipsticks. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go out there. I, again, I really like this movie. Um, I'm feeling like four out of five lipsticks. Like for real, for real, for real. Um, And I, the thing is, like, I don't actually disagree with a lot of your criticisms. I do think they're there. And I think, and that's actually the reason why I wouldn't give it even more than a four and, like, go as, like, a 4.5 or even, like, a five is because I do think that this movie probably could have taken one more time at the table to, like, finesse some of the timeline stuff, um, go over the script, uh, like, one more time. Just, like, one more run through, a pass through to make sure that everything clicked. Um, But... Coming at this movie from not knowing anything about it and getting to watch this very beautifully shot movie that has attention to a lot of little details that, um, again, I love when movies have this and um, didn't see the twist coming. Uh, I thought all the performances for the most part were really good. Um, It was, although heavy and hard to watch as like a movie experience, I did enjoy the movie experience. And I may be giving it a, like a little bit of extra points just because I do think, especially in 2021 and tail ending 2020, the concept of slavery is literally a horror movie to most black people. I think getting to see that presented in a film is just really important. Just a really important reminder for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
And so people that watch this movie and don't feel any fear whatsoever, I just say, think about that shit. Like, think about the, (laughs) for real, like, think about it. Like, if you watch this and nothing in it frightens you or you don't feel any type of way about the things that are happening to these characters or this idea that you could be snatched up from your dinner date and then put back into fucking slavery, like, if that doesn't resonate with you at all, like, just think about it and, like, sit with that for a second Mm -hmm. because... This movie didn't need a bunch of ghosts or a bunch of demons from hell or shit like that to be scary. It just had to tell it like it was, and that shit was scary to me. Right. Um, so, four out of five lipsticks. Really good. Still could have been a little bit better. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Okay. I would like to add that my point five was because... Um, I'm in love with Janelle Monae. <laughs> Ebony right thought she was going to get away through this whole podcast right without me saying that, but I just need it to be known. The world Yay. knew. Do they? She. They know now. Thank you. <laughs> 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 no, no, that's true. That's she is true. a treasure. Isn't Janelle she? Monae is a treasure. She is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so it's all she's three great. of you? <laughs> 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 no, Do you not stunning. like her? Yeah, I was what? about to say, did you dress up as her for Halloween? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, no, I'm just, I'm fucking around, girl. You know I love her. <laughs> you heard me comment on her body, girl. Good God. But, okay, I just have a super quick question to ask you guys since mm-hmm. you're here. I've been seeing a couple, uh, I, I've been seeing like this post make the rounds where it's like, oh, um, black people don't want to see slave movies anymore like we're tired of it like we want to see different stories do you guys agree with that yes do you think that people (laughs) should stop like that should not be a a topic anymore for movies to focus on yes or do you think that it's worth it to still tell those stories ebony i I, (laughs) says yes (laughs) i I think i think in terms of documenting our um our history we have to stop what we have to stop making slave movies at this point and start going before that happened or um yeah just before that happened just in order to just document because in 50 years 100 years we're going to go back and it's going to be just we're going to think that our history started here and that's not accurate mm-hmm. at all so i think i want to see <laughs> i want to see um, us in Ghana and I want to see us in Nigeria and I want to see us all over, you know, in where our, our origins are from. Um, just, you know, just kicking a ball or <laughs> learning how to make um, traditional dishes and, and things like that. Just lighthearted things because that is not where our history started. So um, that's where I stand on that. that. Yeah, to piggyback off of that, it's kind of like, where's our Game of Thrones? You know what I mean? Um <laughs> Oh like okay. there's so Wait, many say it say it say it one more time where is our game, game of thrones <laughs> like what um i believe it's on its way sorry i hope so but there i mean just there's so many options just a snapshot of yeah of black people doing regular mundane shit ebony and i have this conversation a lot um amongst ourselves being actors and things like that where it's like so much of what we see is so much of these shows you know there's 2700 shows currently streaming on tv but (laughs) it's like the majority of them still are 
yes, they've infused a lot of diversity and, you know, made some leaps in in that area, but so many of them are led by still white characters. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why does that always have to be, you know, the formula that it's the white character and the, you know, the best friend of color, the ethnic, you know, my neighbors are this and this, but it's like, I think there is so much more for not only black, um, the black community, but you know, other ethnicities of people with the United States. It's like, we, we have so many stories mm-hmm. to be told. Yeah. And that's not to take away from the fact that there are still narratives that happened during slavery that are very valid and that maybe, yeah, some years down the line deserve to have films about them and stuff like that. But I think we're, we're inundated with it. We're tired of seeing it. There's too much going on. And like Ebony was saying, like it's, it's exhausting and it's traumatic to see black bodies harmed on a regular basis and we see it in real life still still all the time and to see it portrayed on screen is is like haunting mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i i like like i said i think there is validity in it there's you know but black people have existed from time so yeah. like we can show all of our many facets two things yeah. <laughs> i would like to see yeah. black people um interact with other people besides white folks <laughs> <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. um, yep, that's a real thing. Um, what was my second? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! It's gone, guys. Sorry. <laughs> god, girl. I think I think I think I'm with them though. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. And it's weird because I think it's important to know that this should happen, but I do think at this point we've kind of covered it. Like we really have. <laughs> Throughout all the movies that we have based on this on this subject, if we're not adding something new that like elevates the conversation, mm-hmm. like if it's the same thing again, like yeah, we don't we don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need it. There's more to our history than just that. And I think that was my and, issue with this movie is the first again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this again, beating a dead horse at this point. But the first 40 minutes was just like, I've seen this already. I don't want to continue. And that's that's part of the reason that I I brought it up because I I do have to wonder if if that was people's issue is it's like technically this, it's being spun in a different way. It's being brought into modern day. I do think that that part's new. That's a little bit new. This this is still a slave story Mm -hmm. in a a sense. And so I was wondering, I was like, maybe that, you know – this this conversation of like oh we're tired of seeing slave stories we want something different i started seeing people saying that before antebellum came out mm-hmm. and so then i was mm-hmm. like maybe that's the issue mm-hmm. is that people are kind of ready for something new for sure. and although this is an important topic mm-hmm. and although this is a prevalent topic <laughs> i think people are almost like we need to to switch can, we can take this and switch it and flip it in a sense where it's not us on a plantation picking cotton. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be enslaved by many things and that can be shown many <laughs> different ways without legitimately having to be a slave Ooh. on a plantation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if they had switched all white characters to black characters, like did a complete flip flop where it was just like this white lady who was on CNN as a journalist and she just gets snatched out they of her car. Wouldn't that have been, I think white folks would have lost their mind. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. been. Honestly, we, they picked the wrong choice. They really should have picked seen, white folks doing this shit. I'm telling you. We would have seen an outburst for that movie. We would have seen an outburst. Would, I, you know, I'm going to throw one, one more quick thing in there though, mm-hmm. that I did. I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, this might be true is I was going to say, I don't want to see more slave movies. Cause I don't want to give white people a pass to say the N word anymore. Mm. But <laughs> But thinking back, 
I don't think they say it once in this entire they movie. Mm, they did not. Good on them. Like they 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 did boy and they did girl. They did do that, but they they did not drop the n word not once in this entire slave movie. And you know what? Yeah. I'm okay with right. that. I, I am I, I a okay with that. I think they said negro. I think oh, that's what you they right. used. They did, but they did not say okay. it. Instead, okay. and then I think only black people said because I know that Julia says it to Veronica. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think everybody else says negro. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, <laughs> but, I, I mean, think that's what happened. I think all in all, I think directors, producers um, can look at this and be like, yeah, they are. They don't want to see another slave movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, thinking <laughs> about how the, the how, how it did in theaters and whatnot and the um, the response to it. I think this is a clear message from specifically the black community. Like we're there's there's no more. We have no more capacity for this type of um, mm-hmm. projects. Because was there was a so much more for us. Miss it? <laughs> we, it. we all missed the meeting um, where we decided not to watch. No, I think this we're show. in the middle of a pandemic, and we were like, "We're absolutely not watching this." You what? Yeah. At this point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you Today? want me to imagine this? You want me to imagine the year of Wait. our Lord, twenty twenty? Oh my God! Hell no! Oh, no, I do feel it for them though, because. It was some good performances. They tried. Not I mean, what, not while I'm their, sitting yeah. on the couch wearing my bonnet and <laughs> I don't watch Annabella. In my Especially house. not with the bonnet. No. Well, you want too, me to watch I, this movie after I gave up drinking during the pandemic? You got me fucked up. How am I supposed to cope? You want me to do the sober? Oh, baby, you got me fucked up. You're like, I'm like, you want me to watch? Th- you want me to watch this, but then I can't go out with my friends and get drunk and forget about it. I have to sit here with my thoughts. That's what I. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. They didn't I, think this one through. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah, like I was that. Having, I was having dinner, like, right as I started this movie. And then as it got halfway through that that one take, I paused the movie. I was like, you know what? I think I need to finish eating first before I go and watch the rest of this. I was like, this is not dinner. This Yo, is not a dinner movie. Y'all lucky I love you. Because knowing me, I would have got up she, and... Did, she was walking around. She could not sit still. She was so bothered. It was just... It was just I was like... <sighs> But all right, thank you guys. Thank oh you my for having Thank you so much for having on. us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, hopefully we can do this again yeah, sometime. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. lovely seeing your faces. <laughs> the way well, Shane, we haven't seen you in so it's so been a, long. It's been a minute. It's, it's been a minute. I miss y'all. Look at those cheekbones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yo, we haven't <laughs> seen Roshane in so long. Stop. His face is y'all like thinned out. Face. Y'all need to stop. Oh, um, so handsome. So I wasn't black, I'd be blushing right now. You wake Y'all up need like to that? Stop. Yes, you need to stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gonna try and find I'm gonna try and find pictures of us. Oh I got them. Like, oh, RJ, yeah. RJ and I have so many photos Send together. To Every time we meet up, it's true. It's true. It's true. I'm sorry, Roshane. Oh my god. Send them to me so I can post it. Post them with this episode. Okay. Are you gonna post a picture of you with your popping braids? Poppin'. Y'all can't see her right now, but she looks today. She already, so she cute. already presented oh, the braids. Yeah, I posted a okay, video. Excuse me. Um, cause I, you, you can't tell me nothing now that I have. <laughs> I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear a word anybody said to me yesterday. I was like, "What's up? Sorry, let me move my braids out of the way. I can hear you. It's okay. I oh, feel." Shit unstoppable watch him swing <laughs> I'm telling you girl you your whole life changes dead ass i was at work earlier and i was like swinging it 
I, well, I pulled it in a ponytail, <laughs> but I was struggling to turn my hair because the braids are a little tight. Just a little bit. <clears throat> they are. I just got them done. <laughs> but the way I was swinging my head, people were probably like, "Can I get my coffee? <laughs> Can you give me my coffee? Or what's going on?" <laughs> Pirouettes around the counter. It's like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> I'm fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all I know. Um, where where can they find you? What oh, yeah, days do you upload your podcast? We upload Let our podcast on f- every Friday. Um, and our Instagram, our handles are at six, the number six, feet forever. Um, yeah, you can find us there. And um, there's the Insta and Twitter. Insta, Twitter, Twitter. We have a Twitter. Yes. <laughs> DB Tweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shantae is the social media manager. That wasn't fucking clear. Um, <laughs> I think that's all we're... Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's the website, too. That and you anywhere can, you can find podcasts. Yes. There. Yeah. So you could listen on the website at sixfeetforever.com or you can anywhere, you know, podcasts are available. Yeah. Make sure y'all do because their podcast is pretty fucking fire. Oh, I've been binging through your episodes. I really enjoy it. Oh, um, and them stories. Them stories are kind of creepy. So. And some of them stories are kind of creepy. I'm <laughs> like... They are. They are. <laughs> not core. They... <laughs> stress me they do stress me out sometimes i try and listen to them when i'm alone when when i'm alone at work and then every time i hear somebody walk in i'm like i'm this is hello we we don't now's the time i die by yourself really and truly please watch with someone with the lights on please watch with someone that you trust (laughs) yeah please listen with someone that you care about that you know and love (laughs) but all right homies thank you guys for us today of course thank you again for being on here um please go check them out and also give them a five-star review on apple Pod. if you like him what you're hearing then let them know go ahead and give them a rating on apple podcast and you know what while you're there, <laughs> go ahead and type in Homies of Horror. <laughs> drop us a like. Drop Just us drop some stars em. as well. Five lipsticks. Just drop them. Thank you. Drop <laughs> them like thank you. <laughs> Five lipsticks, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead and also contact us if you guys have any recommendations for movies that you would like for us to talk about or if you just want to discuss anything horror related um you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook we are at homies of horror on all of those or if you prefer to email us we are homies of horror at gmail.com but that's it for us today homies we hope you have a great rest of your week and we will be seeing you next monday yeah catch you later homies Bye. Bye. Bye.